Tanya for the ninth of Shvat. First, the story. There, there are various versions of this story, but I'll say, I'll say one of them. The Shpala Zayda um, was, a, was a great Hasidic leader who lived in the late 1700s, very early 1800s. And he would befriend many people. He was a very kind person. And among the people that he would befriend was a gang of thieves. These, these were Jewish thieves who unfortunately um, stole and, and thieved and did other dreadful, dreadful um, behavior. But the, the tzaddik was still very close and much to the surprise of everyone. People expected him to, to be mean and horrible and, and dismissive of him. And instead he was very, very close to them. One time this band of thieves um, discovered that a, there was a big treasure of, of, of wealth in the city of Shpala in the church, and they decided that they were gonna they were gonna steal from it. So they planned they planned the thievery, and then they a second they planned the thievery, and they um, called a, a particular expert. Let's call it. His name was Yosla. His name was Yosla of the Ghana, Yosla the thief, and they told him um, he's gonna he's gonna climb up the church. He's going to go steal all the stuff and he'll bring it down. And so they waited for a moonless night where it was going to, you know, as the moon kept getting smaller, finally they planned it out. They waited for the guards to go and they started climbing and he started climbing up. He got to the very top, he collected everything. And when he looked back down, the guards had come back, all of his fellow thieves had run away. And when he starts calling his friends, of course, the guards were alerted and they caught him and threw him into jail. And they made a trial for him. He had he'd stolen from the church, a Jew stealing from the church, a Jewish thief. It was it's a, as bad of a court case as it could possibly go. And they asked him why he had done it. And, he's, and he made up a whole story. It's a very involved story. But the point was, they were insistent on killing him. But they said, you know what? Because he's a Jew, we'll make an exception. He's a young Jew with a lot of potential. And they told him like this, you're going to die by being boiled to death. But if you choose to convert... You could, you could be spared. Not only will we be spared, we'll give you exceptional wealth on top of everything as well. And on top of your, your sentence being pushed aside, you'll also become a very wealthy man. And he said, Yasala the Ganav, Yasala the thief is a Yasala the Ganav, he's a Yasala the thief, but I'm not going to go away from God. And to make the story short, they tortured him in a dreadful, dreadful way. And he wouldn't back down. And eventually they killed him in a dreadful way. And the, they buried him, they gave his remains to the Jewish community, the Jewish community buried him. And the Shpolazay would all, always walk around and say, you see, you tell people that always would question him why he was so close to thieves. He said, you see, it's not in vain that I speak of such high esteem of my thieves. This man had been a thief his entire life. And in the final moments, a simple agreement to convert would save his life. And he went through tremendous suffering and then death just to avoid it. Today's Tanya will finally reach the part of the Tanya where the altar is going to hinge a lot of the Tanya on this incredible anomaly you see in Judaism you don't see anywhere else. And that is that a Jewish person who doesn't care about his religion will still go through mitzvahim, will still go through death, not to separate themselves from God. You will not see that in another religion. No disenfranchised member of any other religion 
When I say disenfranchised, it means they don't care about it anymore. I think they're done. They're disavowed. It. They, if you put a gun to their head and say, I want you to die for your religion, they say, well, I couldn't care less about it. I've given up on that. Finding people that will die for the religion, every religion has that. But having a religion where you have disenfranchised people that are willing to die for it, that you don't see. Especially the type of numbers where the absolute majority of Jews, whether disenfranchised or not, are willing to lay down their life not to be disconnected from God. And Rabbi Zaman points to this and says, this shows a quality that exists in the Jewish psyche, it's not the psyche, the Jewish soul, so deeply down ingrained, deeply down, deeply ingrained within the Jew that just points to something else. And the, and the Rabbi Zaman and the Tani is going to explain what's going on. But that introduction in mind was beginning. So before the Alter was going to explain the how this all works, the Alter was first going to explain what is Chachma. And then, as we already spoke, started speaking about it, it's Chachma that triggers this this um, automatic love of a Jew towards God. It's also going to be that same element that's going to cause him to 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 kill himself, to let himself die instead of um, going against God. But firstly, what is Chachma? Chachma is the first of the spheres. It's the first of the three. And remember, at the very beginning of time, we, taught, we, split, we split the ten spheres into two parts. The first three being intellectual, and the last seven being emotional. The highest of them all, which is the also the highest of the intellectual, is this level called Chachma, literally called wisdom. Very, very poor translation, but that, that is how people translate it. It's a source of all wisdom. When a person has an intellectual process, the first step of that process is this flash of inspiration, like a like a lightning bolt of inspiration that starts the process, and then there's expansion of the idea. The oh, sorry. Um, so the Chachma comes first. So when a person has an idea and then expands upon it, the origin of that idea is this flash of Chachma. It's much higher than it. It's the origin of it. You can't have any expansion if you don't have anything to expand. You can't, you can't, um, you know, may take a painting without it, make a painting without any paint. You need to have a dot first where you have the paint on the canvas and then you spread that around or paint on the paintbrush. What is Chachma actually? The power of what? Chachma is so fine. It's such a tiny dot of inspiration that when you look at it, you, there's nothing you, you say, what is this? When a person has this inspiration, I want to make a rocket that goes to the moon. His friend says, what are you talking about? How's it going to work? He says, I have no idea. And 20 years later, he builds it. He wasn't lying to his friend when he said, I have no idea. It, it was so fine. It was so undeveloped, underdeveloped, that he genuinely didn't know what it was. But he knew it. He had it back then, 20 years before, before he'd done all that exploration, all that detection, and all that analysis, and all the expansion in his mind. He had the idea in his brain. That's the power of Chachma. Because, because Chachma is so fine and a person can, can't connect to it so much and it's so not understandable yet, it's precisely because of that that God's able to enclose himself within that sphere, within that level so pronouncedly, not a word, but with so much emphasis because our mind, our ego is counter to God. So the more involved we are within the process of Chachma, or any process, the more we take godliness out, because our ego is there. But if you find a level, Chachma, for example, that we're so little, we, we have so little involvement with God's presence is now found so much more. 
Chachma is this level which we, we barely can relate to. Bina, the expansion of Chachma, okay, that we could get a little bit. But Chachma itself, <coughs> Chachma itself is something we just can't relate to, and therefore God's found so strong inside that. All Jewish people have this incredible belief of God, but it's not logical. God, that's the point. Chachma reaches everyone equally. Chachma, you say, well, this person's not smart. Why would they give up their life for God? They don't understand all the brilliant depth of Kabbalah that, that goes on when a person gives up their life. They don't understand halakhic ramifications of how important giving up one's life for God is. Why would a simple person give up their life for God? And the answer is, yes, precisely that's the reason, because this isn't an intellectual thing. This is higher than intellect. Chachma is the highest level. Intellect doesn't really hang out there. There's a, there's a pasuk, and the pasuk says like this, a fool believes everything and a clever man understands. And usually that's a, that, that sounds like an insult towards the fool and a, and a, and a compliment to the, to the clever person. But in this particular case, no. A fool believes everything, which means that a person that's a fool is able to understand everything. In this case, because we're fools in comparison to God, and how much can we possibly understand from the level of Chachma, we're able to believe. We're able to believe. We're able to have belief in God because we're a fool in the level of Chachma, and therefore that power of Chachma, that godly, because God hangs out in that level, God gives us the strength to connect to Him. When a person behaves like a fool, now we're not we're not advocating behaving like a fool, but in particular case when talking about belief of God, not questioning and just saying I believe in God, well, we naturally have that. Then God's with us. There's a level of God to retranslate this all into a different way. There's a level of God where. We connect to God, not on any intellectual, true intellectual spectrum of development as we understand intelligence here. We connect to God with this intelligence that's entirely super rational, above regular intelligence, where we just connect to God without that process of understanding. That's where we truly connect to God. And because of this incredible connection that we have to God, that's higher than regular understanding, and because of this, even the most simple of them, the biggest sinners of the Jewish people will give up their life on self-sacrifice to God in the entire majority, on the majority of scenarios, and they'll go through incredible torture so they won't deny God. Why? Because they have this piece of God inside of themselves that's entirely super rational, it's not logical anymore. And they, it's inside of them, it's the DNA, as we explained yesterday, answering to the, the third question, it's just part of who they are. They have this inside of them. Avram Yitzchak inherited it to us. And even if they're simple and they're illiterate and they don't understand the greatness of God. And like we saw in the story, you have people that have no knowledge of God and they don't understand why they're doing this. And they say, I will not go against God. And they go through the craziest tortures and the most extreme deaths. And they say, I don't understand why I'm doing this, but this is something I'm going to do and I'm going to do it to the very end. And they do it over and over throughout thousands of years of history. There have been millions of miles over and over, who have no understanding of what they've done, and they said, I will not go against God. And, they don't know, and this is a case study with 
little exception. Without any rational or logical reason at all for what they're doing. This is what they do. And the answer, says Rabbi Nassamani, explaining now what's going on in the psyche, or not the psyche at all, way deeper in the soul, that the Jewish soul has this peace that just can't connect, disconnect from God. I will explain the greater length in chapter 19. This is because God illuminates and gives Control, um, um, power to the entire soul. And because the Hashem is the one that's given the power to this level of from the highest level, level. and this level, this Chachma is beyond logical understanding. And therefore, when the when this piece of the person's soul lights up. The person suddenly becomes in connection with God in completely super logical, way beyond logic. And he just says, no. And he doesn't know why, but he knows with an absolute conviction, this is something I cannot do. I cannot disconnect with God. And he'll lay down his life and he go through extreme tortures and it makes a difference whether he understands or he doesn't. He, this is what he needs to do. Thank you so much for joining the Tanya. Tanya, thank you for joining the Tanya. Um, and anyone else, and Lisbeth Lane, anyone else, Lisbeth Lane, have a wonderful day, successful day. Thank you so much for joining.